Hello all, Bobo Orrin Williams here with a trailer regarding the February Food Literacy Podcast. I want to make a couple of corrections right off the top. And uh, one of them includes the title of a book that we mentioned. And the name of the book is Grow Big in Small Spaces, The Urban Farmer's Practical Guide to Container Gardening and Home Canning. I am certain I said urban gardeners. So I want to make that correction. And also the other book, The Pollinator Victory Garden, I think I mentioned, and I'm certain I mentioned uh, the author's name, and I said Ken, and it should be Kim. So definitely want to clean that up. So, uh, But check out the episode and the show notes for information about those two books that we mentioned during the podcast. So um, tune in for that. I also wanted to mention briefly, we talk a lot about food as medicine. And I've always said, in a lot of ways, food as medicine is the low-hanging fruit. And I just wanted to add a bit to that. And I was on uh, Instagram and I came across uh, a post from Anima Monday Herbs, where it said, nature is medicine, breath is medicine, water is medicine, the sun is medicine, the moon is medicine, play is medicine, singing is medicine, gathering is medicine, rewilding is medicine, and rest is medicine. So let's think about all those things while we tend to uh, talk more about food as medicine. But remember, there's a holistic approach we need to take in terms of being healthy individuals, families, households, and communities. So tune in to the February episode, and I hope you enjoy it. And we are already preparing for the March episode and for the upcoming season, which we're very excited about. So uh, Oren Williams leading you right into the February 2024 Food Literacy Podcast. Peace. Hello, uh, it's Oren Williams here, Baba Oren Williams here. And I am the Food Systems Coordinator for the Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion, a program out of the Office of Community Engagement and Neighborhood Health Partnerships at UIC. I am also the executive director of the Center for Urban Transformation, as well as the co-host and co-producer of the Roots Warding Hole podcast series. So I'm here with a February 2024 Food Literacy Podcast, our monthly podcast that we do in conjunction, in particular, with many of our partners, but specifically Chicago Gross Food. So, let's get started. I have recently discovered the Food Institute website, and I've spent a considerable time reading through the offerings and find that there's a lot to share. This month, I'd like for you to check the show notes. I'm going to emphasize this like I always do. Check the show notes that accompany the link to the audio for the podcast, 
Uh, and this month they covered an interesting topic where they talked about the food is medicine conundrum. I was like, okay, let me see what's going on with this. And I was surprised by the finding. And it certainly didn't suggest that food is medicine was something that um, was not relevant to our health and well-being. What it did discover is people that have suffered food insecurity episodes have a difficult time recovering from those episodes and reversing uh, any ill effects they may have if they participate in some of the foods as medicine programs. I found that to be interesting. And also tuned me into what we need to do as a collective, anybody involved in food systems work, community health worker work, uh, public health work, we need to screen people for food insecurity, and we need to fix that problem. I mean, I can go on about, um, and I, I do believe in, the fact that food is a human right, but we'll save that for another episode. So let's note the devastating, deleterious effects that food insecurity can have on people in our communities. So let's uh, think about and strategize within your organizations about how we can prevent food insecurity for our uh, precious community members and households. Another interesting piece that they covered, I thought was, you know, a simple explanation about the primary causes for the global type 2 diabetes epidemic. So check that out as well. Um, the link is in the show notes. Interesting piece. Um, and that's something that we need to, again, take note of and be aggressive in terms of helping to create healthy communities. While we mentioned the Food as Medicine conundrum, the Food Institute research found that Food as Medicine initiatives do indeed, like I said before, improve health and save household consumer dollars. The conundrum is related to the impact of food insecurity and why regardless of any food system work we engage in, we must end food insecurity in our communities. There's another interesting report that I found there, and it's the true cost of food, food as medicine case study. There's a link in the show notes for the entire report that I think you should check out. Oh, yeah. We've been at it, and our um, bookshelves are overflowing. But at any rate, I have uh, three more books, and again, you can go to the show notes for more information about them. Uh, I really like um, these uh, three books that we recently acquired. One of them is Grow Big in Small Spaces. Uh, and the subtitle is The Urban Gardener's Guide to Container Gardening and Home Canning by Luke Potter. And the next one is The Pollinator Victory Garden, when the War on Pollinator Decline by Ken Ironman. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But really check that out too. Um, and I'm going to suggest strongly that you consider adding pollinators 
or flowers, if you'd like, to your garden. We need to attract pollinators. We need to create habitat for them. Um, the pollinator population has been devastated like many insect populations. And so if we can do something to uh, assist them uh, in terms of habitat creation and that sort of thing, let's do that. Also, I'm going to be real clear, pollinators are something you want to have in your garden. They make your production more robust, for sure. They also attract beneficial insects that will help keep down any uh, insects that you may not want chomping on your veggies. So please, please don't have to check out the book, but check out the link, check out the information about pollinators, and please consider introducing them to your garden. They, again, are really, really helpful in terms of several things, especially attracting beneficial insects and helping with pollination and those sorts of things. So if you're doing squashes and you're doing tomatoes and you're doing peppers and those sorts of things, they need pollination. So add them to your garden. Check out the information available on the website where you can buy the book if you're interested. But there is a wealth of information at the website as well. The second or no, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. The third book is The Forager's Garden. Grow an Edible Sanctuary in Your Own Backyard. I really like this book, too. And she has some valuable stuff. And her approach is a little different, uh, as you can tell from the uh, title, The Forager's Garden. So check it out and see where you might be able to um, boost your production and, and come up with new ideas. And I especially like chapter three, which is entitled Food Everywhere. And I'm a proponent of that. And I think that our partnership and uh, with Chicago Grows Food and the individuals and organizations that we work with, um, that's our approach, really, is to grow food where you can. It's not just limited to your backyard. Um, you got back porches, you got front porches, you got stoops, you got front yards, you got indoors. So um, let's get going and growing as much food as we can in many of the spaces that are available to us if we apply a bit of creativity and ingenuity into our food growing efforts. Okay, my fellow gardeners, I know we're all anxious and we all do know and have learned from our gardening experiences that if you're not going to get any other lesson, it's going to be the lesson of patience. But here's some stuff to get you going. Um, and I've included some links in the show notes from M.I. Gardener about things you can do in February. The Gardening Channel has some information. He's in zone seven, but kind of make the adjustment uh, to what he's doing in zone seven, maybe closer to March and into the beginning of March will help you make the adjustment to um, what we need to be 
thinking about in terms of our requirements in Zone 6. So, uh, but I like his show. I like his information. And he's real energetic. So uh, check that out. The other information I have for you is from the Chicago Gardener website. She has a wealth of information there as well. So you'll find those links in the show notes as well. So particularly a couple of links, one on the garden task and planning schedule for February, but also I linked to Chicago Gardener channel. Again, specific to Chicago, I think that's great. Of course, that's where we are. So check that out. Uh, review it in depth. Um, and I'm just going to say this generally. Any of these websites um, that we include, hopefully they're helpful, but do your homework. Um, also think about and consult folks uh, that you know are gardening here in Chicago and see what folks think about uh, and are doing uh, in terms of, of their gardening uh, efforts. Also, again, check out the Chicago Gross Food website uh, where you can get a wealth of information and you can hear from people that are all part of the collaborative uh, effort and coalition that Chicago Gross Food um, is about. So um, don't forget about that aspect of what we do. And we really appreciate uh, everybody's efforts and all the work that we do year-round. we at this year-round. Go to the website, get more information about the Lunch and Grow initiative that we've started that, uh, at Chicago Gross Food that, that has had a robust audience for um, the event. So tune in to their website, get information about how to sign up for that. Um, and, you know, we look to have you uh, be a participant and share your information about your experiences uh, in terms of gardening here in uh, Chicago and the Chicago area. So that's pretty much all I got for now. We're going to keep it short. Every month we'll have more and more stuff. Um, and we are excited to let you know that the March episode will include a session with my co-host and co-producer, soil enthusiast and scientist, Dr. Akila Martin, that we did last year and is currently going through post-production. So that'll be ready for you for the March episode. Really excited about that. She is really a soil enthusiast and a wealth of knowledge about soil. And so think about any questions you may have uh, for her uh, once you see the March episode and the uh, production related to soil that we did uh, jointly. And so, you know, if we need to get more information to you, uh, that sort of thing about soil, then get your questions ready and get them out to us so that we can be of assistance. Also, uh, really excited about a program we are developing with our partners, and it's the African Diaspora Garden Project and the College Project that we are doing 
Um, and we'll have more detailed information for you again in March about how you may sign up to participate in the program. I will tell you now that there will be seeds and seedlings available for people participating in the program, but we also will be asking people to document their experiences with the crops that they may have access to um, by participating in the program. So that means shoot some pictures to us and uh, some video or some audio, whatever the case may be, about your experiences. And we will also tell you where to upload your videos and pictures and those sorts of things uh, to document your experience with um, the crops that will be available through the African Diaspora Garden and Collard Green Project. So stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, that's pretty much, again, all I got for February. Excited about March, excited about the upcoming season. So keep tuning in. Bob Warren Williams here signing off saying peace.